everyone. Welcome back. Again, we are Just Jossin, and I am one half of your co-host, Sabrina Hannon. And I'm the other co-host, Jasmine Heron. Uh, this week, we are going to be discussing homecoming and band candy. I'm so excited. Who doesn't band love candy? band candy? I know. <laughs> and I have um, a... Fun fact, if you're not Sarah Michelle Geller about Homecoming, um, while filming Homecoming, um, Sarah Michelle Geller actually broke a bone in her hand. Um, and in one of the episodes, or not episodes, in one of the scenes in the library, if you look, you can actually see some of the white um, cast, right? Bandage, whatever you want to call it, on her hand that she, huh. she's trying to like hide. I will have to go back and look for that then. I knew about that, and I was still so into the episode, I did not bother to look. Um, but yeah, so um, this one, I think it was, was it this one or the next one that has um, a brand new author for this episode, or director, whatever they are? Well... This one was written and directed by David Greenwalt. Um, and I mean, he did Teacher's Pet and Angel. So I think it's going to be Band Candy that you're thinking about as our yeah. novice writer. Uh, I was like, David Greenwalt, he's old hat at this one. Mm -hmm. He's old. No one cares about him anymore. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, so in Homecoming, um, it opens up on you know, all the Scoobies pretty much so talking about getting a limo for homecoming and Buffy's kind of zoning out during the conversation. They're talking about like whether or not it's too expensive or not. Um, and Oz is like, we can just take my van and Cordelia's like, oh, hell no. Um, Cause she's running for homecoming queen and the queen cannot appear coming out of a van. Also it's Cordelia enough said. Um, yeah. And then it's revealed that Scott has yet to ask Buffy to homecoming. Of course, Cordelia brings this up when Scott wanders on up. And we get a very yep. awkward exchange between Buffy and Scott. It's like, I want to, if you want to. Yeah, no, if that's what, like, you want to do. Very bizarre. Um, mm -hmm. I don't... Question. When you're in high school and allowed to go to dances um did you ever have like a weird conversation with your significant other declaring that you were going to a dance or even in college um so I didn't well okay so yes I did actually multiple times because the first dance that I went to with a boy um I wasn't supposed to be dating and I wasn't supposed to go to dances and so he ended up going to our first dance, even though we were like interested in each other and kind of seeing each other, he ended up going to the dance with another girl. And I, um, we weren't official yet. We weren't no. official because I wasn't allowed to date. So um, we ended up spending that entire dance pretty much together. Like the, the girl that he went with was like, you know, hell with this you've only got eyes for that other girl <laughs> yeah oh my god that sucks so much to be her yeah 
she actually pushed him at one point. She like pushed him to the ground. And we were like, oh, like, um, and so that happened. And then future dances, I was like able, I was officially allowed to go to dances and go on dates. So, you know, that was a battle that my parents and I had to have, or like my mom wanted me to be able to, cause she went to dances when she was, you know, a teenager, but my dad was more conservative. And so that was a thing, but we got it sorted. Um, then in my junior year, um, I wasn't dating anyone, but prom was coming up. And so I had some guy friends and there was like this kind of awkward, which of the guy friends is going to ask Jasmine? And like, I, I knew that apparently like four of them had a discussion about who was going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> like because I, I mean at that point like we were all friends and it was kind of there, nobody was dating anybody but like it wasn't oh we're going as a group of friends you were supposed to have a date yeah yeah because of prom um, photos mainly right yeah because of prom photos and um so I was the president of the chess club and it was decided that the vice president of the chess club was the one who should, you know, be my, be my date. And all of this happened, like, without my knowledge. And so, like, I had thought to maybe ask one of the other guys. And he was like, I actually believe the vice president is supposed to be asking you later today. And, and so then, like, I went to go talk to him. And he was being very awkward about it. And I don't think we actually had a, like, conversation. It was kind of like, so prom. Yep. You going? Yep. Do you have a date? Nope. You wanna? Sure. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Um, but yes, I, I've definitely had the awkward, but it wasn't because I was dating him. That was like a weird friendship thing. So yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say like the, I never had like with a boyfriend, um, or someone I was seeing like a weird conversation about going to a dance. I don't even remember having a conversation other than, did you get the tickets? <laughs> yep. It was just assumed. Um, but I do remember my senior year prom, um, I was in drama club and my husband in the play that I was in was a freshman and we were really close friends and I wasn't seeing anyone. And I, so I asked him if he would go with me because we always had so much fun. And that was the only awkward, like, because he got so nervous. And I was like, no, dude, we're just going as friends. Like, it's not like that. And he's like, I have to ask my parents. Um, but he did end up being my date. And I, I still remember also during like the prom photos, you know how they have like the guy take and put his hands on like, like whoever is behind has to put their hands, not has to, but puts their hands on the person in front of their hips. Well, when the photographer directed uh, Greg to do this, he went, is this okay? Can, can I do that? And I went, yes. <laughs> He's a very, very nice young man. <laughs> Yep. But, but yeah, never with a significant other was it like a, hey, huh. and I never had the drama of someone knocking <laughs> someone to the ground either, Jasmine. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Home record. But back into Buffy. <laughs> but back into Buffy. So, I mean, you can tell that Buffy is very distracted, and it's obviously because she's thinking about Angel, mm-hmm. and um, who has come back. And also, poor Scott, because, like, two of his best friends are dead. Yep. Buffy just seems completely checked out. He's like, do you want me to go get you a drink? And she's like no, I'm tired. I'm going to go. Like, she's just not very there. Yeah. And so, but Buffy then says she is going to be more present for Scott. She's like, I need to move on to Angel. And the very next day, Scott's like, we got to break up. Yep. And um, when Buffy goes to see Angel, she also tells him like, um, that she's not telling anyone that he is back. Like, this is, they wouldn't understand. Um, I think Willow would. Like, mm-hmm. she, has a, she has a very good chance of Willow understanding. But also, this isn't Buffy and everyone's relationship prior to her coming back. Because I think there's been a bit of a strain, even though they've recovered a bit from them being shitty friends. Yeah. Um, so um then um the next day after buffy has that conversation as you were saying with scott breaking up with her not only do we see that you know scott's like yeah no like before we were dating he seemed like this really cool chick that was like in everything and now you're like just completely a space cadet we find that buffy's also being watched by this creepy van that is high tech and in the parking lot. Yep. I don't think that would fly you. Like, I don't think vans or cars in general are allowed just to be in schools. Um, um I well, I guess it was across from the school. But it was right uh, in the parking lot. Maybe. But who I mean Oz has a van. Oz has a van. But they would also, like, so for student parking, you generally have to put down, like, a license plate number or something so that mm-hmm. they know. Um, it seems that, like, Buffy School is pretty big. Big. And so maybe they just had visitor parking. Maybe. It, it also seems to me that Buffy's school is very small. <laughs> um, since, like, they have, like, a little house on the prairie-style classes of people from different grades in different classes mixing together in one room but um that also I think we talked about in that like the first season like that it was bizarre mm-hmm. but it but at any rate um I laughed my little cackle laugh when the Swedes or the Germans whatever they are in the van start using a cell phone to do dial up and you hear that awful noise that haunts every millennial's <laughs> dreams yeah. just the, the late 90s dial up noise okay so then we meet deputy mayor alan finch and this is our first time being in the mayor's office and we He's meet the, the mayor it, yep in the building um and he is reporting that the two german brothers are international terrorists and he's telling this to the mayor who is richard wilkins the third and like 
immediately we kind of get this vibe off of uh, Mayor Wilkins because he's like smelling the paper and then he's like, let me see your hands. And you can see that uh, Alan is quite nervous to show his hands. Mm -hmm. And then the deputy's like, they could be cleaner. Like, let's talk about germs. Um, and so it was Harry Groner who plays Mayor Wilkins. And he just does such a good job at bringing like the, the 1950s, like jovial sort of, and yet still so sinister. I made a note that he also could have played Ted. Yes. Yep. Like he very easily could have filled that role as well. Um, it's kind of the same archetype. Um, <laughs> different as we see, but like, and way more obsessed with cleanliness. Way more. He's very patriarchal. Mm -hmm. He's patriarchal. That, that's the, um, but he says, okay, you know, let's keep an eye. Let me know if any more colorful characters come to town. Mm -hmm. And so then uh, it's school day. It's school, pic like picture school day. And we see everybody doing the exact, you know, Cordelia has her like glamour shot. Xander has his kind of like nerdy smirk. Um, Willow leaning. starts off with a yep, yep. Mm -hmm. um, the cocked eyebrow. Mm -hmm. uh, Willow starts off with a cute smile, but then the guy doesn't take the picture right away, and she like changes to a confused look, and that of course is what they give for her photo. Oz just deadpans all the way through. His expression does not change. It's very it's the Oz. Oz face, yeah. Um, and then, you know, they say, well, Buffy doesn't know that we're doing senior pictures. Someone needs to go tell her, and Cordelia volunteers that mm -hmm. she will go tell Buffy about senior picture day that she'd missed. But then she gets, she's like, walking in the door and she gets distracted by two guys and she like decides to go off and campaign instead of doing her duty to her friend um meanwhile buffy is like pounding on you know the uh the, the practice pads with faith um and faith is like yeah this is great she's like you should get broken you know, up with more often Yep, like let's work out this aggression. And and Faith is very open about the fact that she uses guys, that she mm -hmm. is not looking for relationships or relationship drama. You know, she just wants to pick up a guy, use him, and discard him. And um, Faith Which, says, well, why don't I? Oh, sorry, go ahead. As Faith says, you know, like, why don't I go to the dance with you? Mm -hmm. Like, who needs these guys? We'll pick up a couple of hotties, we'll use them, we'll discard them. Um, and Buffy's like, no, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. But also, I feel kind of bad for Faith, because Faith would not get to go to the dance otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, so, I think, actually, Faith's attitude towards guys as a slayer is probably the healthier one. Uh, between her and Buffy um, because I think Faith, Faith also realizes that with her lifestyle um, relationships aren't really going to work out you just have to look at Buffy at this point for that like it, um, if someone becomes a like Owen he knew about it was 
way too intrigued he, that becomes a liability angel was a vampire have sex with him his soul leaves scott like have to lie to him he picks up on something is off again problem um also i will say but I feel oh go ahead oh no because i was moving I was on to say, i was saying you know i feel like with you know she doesn't keep she doesn't let people in she doesn't really let people into the real dangers. The ones who know are, you know, Xander and Willow and Oz and Cordelia, and they know and they manage just fine with knowing. She never really lets any other romantic interests in to, you know, the Scooby Circle. And Owen didn't really know. He just thought, like, you know, gay fun more. He didn't know the realities. Um, so I think if she was willing to let other, you know, potential love interests into the know, they could end up as part of the circle and be safer, but she doesn't. She makes those choices to keep them out and then also to only pick from the supernatural. What do you think Giles would do if Buffy's because how long are you going to be dating this person before you let them in because then like you're dating them let's say for six months because that seems like a reasonable amount of time before you tell them something that's going to put your life in danger right yeah they're going to be pissed then that you've been lying to them possibly for six months like you're going to run into because that's what you're going to have to do how are you going to explain like where you are why you have like there are issues that arise and i think we run into we see what happens with at least one past slayer not with her romantic partner but like there's no future there your mm -hmm. your significant other is always going to be under attack which is going to put your life in danger and if you want to have children they're going to be prime targets um yeah. so um but the other thing um out of everyone in this episode faith is the i mean giles notwithstanding um but faith is the best friend to buffy in this episode um mm -hmm. by far faith really shines um especially compared to like the crap her other friends are doing faith has so much potential um that we see here for having like a good solid life um not the way it turns out in buffy but you know um yeah which is i mean partially the writers you know wanting to have a slayer foil um and so buffy needs a recommendation for a teacher per snyder's request and she goes up to the teacher that she said taught the class that changed her life and the teacher doesn't remember her. And, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and she's saying that when she was at Hemery, she was prom princess, fiesta queen on the cheerleading squad, and that she's nobody at Sunnydale. And she's like, I'm just gonna have my senior picture. And Xander's like, no, you're not. You never showed up yesterday. Cordelia was supposed to tell you. And, whoops like 
Buffy is immediately pissed off that Cordelia was so busy campaigning. She didn't deliver a message to Buffy. Mm -hmm. And reasonably so. Like, that is definitely something to be upset about. Um, And then how Cordelia reacts to Buffy? Like, Cordelia, all the progress she has made, gone. Mm -hmm. Gone, gone, gone. She is back to episode one. Well, maybe episode two, Cordelia, like where she is evil, pure human evil. And I don't know if it's with the first thing she says or like later and another altercation. I wrote down like, you shouldn't be this nasty to someone who is constantly saving your life. Because if I was Buffy, I would move you down the totem pole of people who I'm going to worry about saving. Like, I might trip the next time a vampire is at your neck. (laughs) She starts off being like, blah, blah, you don't understand the pressures that I'm under sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, then says, I would like to see you run for homecoming queen. And Buffy's like, okay, I will. Like, I will run for homecoming queen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then we've got, uh, uh, you know, this, this little monologue from Mr. Trick about competition competition makes us strive to be more and to hunt and he's talking about slayer fest 98 which has a fantastic ring to it it does um i love trick and and so we've got the the twins uh frederick and hans grunstock Staller, Grunstaller, like german sounding word that i cannot pronounce let me try this again Grunstaller, and they're working for the old man who does not have a name but is English, I think. Um, yeah, and then we've got the vampire uh, couple, we've got Lyle, Lyle Gorch, who lost his brother Tector, um, to the bad eggs episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew I was new. As soon as I saw that, I was like, a bad eggs tie-in just for Jasmine. (laughs) Indeed. And his new wife, Candy. And then a demon who looks like a stegosaurus mated with a lemon. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, he does have a pretty cool power. Like, he would be a pretty cool X-Men, right? Like, where later on we see the, like, fins basically like sharpened fins or fossils basically that flop out of his arms into his hands that he throws that's a that's a pretty cool demon power i will say and he's kulak of the mikot clan and then um a guy named frawley who apparently is like a trapper or hunter or something like covered in furs yeah um, probably werewolf. and so they're uh, so they're all getting together to, you know, do Slayer Fest 98 and paying money to, to take part in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we flash to Xander and Willow, and they're trying on their formal wear in Willow's bedroom. And uh, they, we get this new song, this new, like, Xander and Willow song mm-hmm. as... They uh, they get into their formal wear, and at first Xander's like, oh, Willow Nice, Willow Nice. And then she comes out in the dress, mm-hmm. and he's wearing the tux. And there's this, like, awkward sexual tension moment. 
And then she says she doesn't know if she can dance. So they try dancing together and such tensions build and they kiss and they freak out and they call it a fluke. And it's not just like a kiss. It is an extended period of time kiss. Like mm -hmm. one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, almost four Mississippi. Like where you're like, uh, guys? <laughs> um, and I love that they blame the clothes. Yes. Like that's what they blame. So they both run to rip off their clothes separately, not together. <laughs> yep. Oh. Um, and so then we go to next day and you can see like Xander and Willow are looking very awkward. Um, and then Oz is there as well. And Buffy is like, you know, talking about how she's going to need their help to take on Cordelia. And they're getting even more awkward. And then, you know, Buffy's like, I, I need a database. And Oz, I need the musician, like the musician nation, the, art, the arts nation. And like Xander, I need your help getting off flyers and stuff like that. And then Cordelia walks in and Buffy's like, oh, I hope this doesn't make it awkward. And she's like, no, not awkward at all. And then she's like, got my database, got my, and it turns out that all of them were, had already agreed to help Cordelia and especially Willow and, I mean, Xander's understandable. But yeah, Xander's Willow, understandable. Willow is feeling so guilty about, you know, cheating on Cordelia or helping Xander cheat on Cordelia that she is willing to help Cordelia where really she should be standing by her friend and being like, okay, well, I've got Buffy, Alexander, you go help Cordelia. She's your girlfriend. Yeah. And also, like, so, yes, I think it's definitely, like, she's feeling guilty. You might also want to take some time away from the person you've been smooching with. Helping on Cordelia's campaign is also going to throw them together more. Um, yeah. Which is not great. Um, but, yeah, I, Willow, because... Cordelia's not even being nice to them, which, I mean, apparently that's what Xander's into. Um, but Willow and Oz, like, I'm, I'm, I wonder if, like, off, off screen, Oz is like, really? You want to help Cordelia? All right. Like, I'll go along with you, but shouldn't we be helping your best friend? Mm -hmm. Um, especially with, like, the nasty shit that Cordelia is saying to Buffy. And, like, mm -hmm. you know she's running somewhat of a smear campaign, too. Like, there's no way that she's being nice. Um, but, um, and I, I love that Giles is, is supportive of Buffy in this, although he thinks it's silly. And the only reason we really know that he's supportive about it is later on he said he wants to he he goes to homecoming to see Buffy be coronated which I was just like Giles well also I think he wanted to be there in case she lost yeah like he wants to be to support her yeah like, either way and so this is when you know we, we get this kind of like montage of Buffy and Cordelia campaigning. And then we get, you know, Cordelia saying, you're splintering my vote. And then she like just starts laying in all the nastiness, um, including 
you know, she says something nasty to, to Buffy and Buffy says, you know, why do you think you can say things like that? Do you even have parents? Like who taught you those? Okay. And, and she says, yeah, two of them. In fact, like, yeah. Ripping on her being the daughter of a single mother. Whoa, Cordelia. And you know, that, like, that's just, I, I think like, just nasty and low and cheap and like, yeah, not okay, Cordelia. And also shame on Xander for not saying something to her about stuff like that. Like also, so we see, I, I don't think that it's necessarily a accident that Cordelia starts becoming nasty when um, Xander cheats on her. She doesn't know it, but I've been saying, you know, I think that Xander makes Cordelia a better person. <laughs> like, and now he's doing this. She obviously doesn't know. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I think there's a tie in there that the writers either intentionally did or unintentionally did. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I, at that point, like, I just wanted Buffy to clock her. I, that, at that exact moment, especially as someone, like, uh, like, who is the child of a single mother, I made the note, like, next time, let her die. <laughs> <laughs> but Buffy can't do that because she's good. <laughs> I mean, it's so, not Buffy's fault if she stumbles. <laughs> well, um, but so, you know, Cordelia tries to push past Buffy, like mm -hmm. literally does a saunter push and Buffy grabs her hand and is like, you do not want to do a physical altercation with me. Like mm -hmm. you can be your snappy bitch yourself, but if it comes down to a physical fight, like I'm going to break you sort of thing. And, mm -hmm. and that's when it gets into like cat fight territory. I don't and... think that's a cat fight. I think that's a brutal beating. <laughs> hey. Well, and so, you know, both of them get separated by their friends. Mm -hmm. um, and then we flash to Xander and Willow talking. And Xander thinks that they're talking about the kiss because they're having feelings for each other. And Willow's like, no, we threw off the whole dynamic of our, our friendships. Like our, our, our group dynamic is all screwed up because we did this thing between us. And um, so then they go back to, okay, well, what are we going to do? we need to get Cordelia and Buffy communicating. Mm -hmm. And so when the, the limo arrives, it's supposed to be Faith inside, and then they were going to go pick up Xander and everybody, but instead it's Cordelia. And there's a note from their friends saying that their friendship means too much, so they need to work it out. And then there's a PS, this limo was really expensive, work things out, which you know was written by Xander. Xander was the one who put that PS in there. <laughs> like, it wasn't she? Yeah, because, because it's not going to be Willow who says that. It's not going to be Oz who says that. Like, I, that see, is... I could definitely see Willow saying that um, because she also is someone who takes and slaps people with truth sometimes. But yeah, it but most I, likely I is Xander. <laughs> Like, I feel like Willow wrote the first part. Willow was like, our friendships are more important. And then Xander was like, money. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, or Faith, honestly. Because, I mean, Faith was in on that, too. So, 
Faith mm-hmm. is destitute. So if she like they haven't they have not explained at all how Faith has like the ability to is she getting a stipend from the council? She should uh, be. <laughs> maybe she's robbing the uh the vampires before she slays them. Mm-hmm. She like rips off a jacket, sees if they have any money, and then stakes them. Right? Shakes them out, like grabs them by the ankle, shake, shake, shake. Yep. Yep. But um, um also but- in the limo though are corsages. They think that their friends have also given them corsages. Cordelia took the orchid. Yep. Yep. Which I hate the way orchids smell. I don't know why she did that. Uh, it looks better with her complexion. She doesn't care about smell. She's mad about complexion. So again, we're in winter. <laughs> they're, they're fighting it out. And then they think that they've arrived, but they're in the woods. And there's this, you know, VCR and videotape on a tree stump and it's Mr. Trick and he's telling them about Slayer Fest 98 and Cordelia's like I'm not Faith I'm not Faith but it doesn't matter you know mm-hmm. they're still gonna try and kill her yeah um, I don't like that's one of those things that shows how disconnected Cordelia is she's just so like put out by all of this as I said, she is right back to season one, episode one and two, Cordelia. Because Cordelia, like, three episodes ago would have been like, oh, they're probably just going to try and kill me, too. Let's run and get out of here. But, mm-hmm. no. So, um, Cordelia doesn't really get the idea until they shoot the television with the VHS yep. player. Yep. <laughs> Um, so then we go to the dance. Uh, Xander and Willow are like grooving to Oz's band, which is Dingo's Ain't My Baby, um, with Dylan singing. Giles tries to like cheer them up, and that's not really working because he doesn't know that they're not upset about Buffy, they're upset about the kiss. Um, Faith is having a grand old time, and she like goes up to Scott and is yep. like, baby, like, I have a sexually transmitted infection with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's being an awesome friend. She's <laughs> being a fantastic friend. Because, like, yeah, Scott's there with some other girl, like, slow dancing, and Faith just is like, scumbag. Yep. And she's she's got she's got her her slayers back like she's got her girlfriends back and yep. and it's not performative. Buffy's not there. Yeah, Faith just did that. Faith was just like this guy hurt my friend. I'm going to embarrass him, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, so uh, Buffy manages to catch in a bear trap um frolly mm-hmm. and uh basically gets the information out of him about who else their competitors are um and i, I sorry and then I'm and then the here. um the demon that would be a good x-men comes by and he's like and throwing his skin fossil knives um uh-huh. from himself and the Cordelia and 
uh, Buffy take off and they make it to a cabin in the woods that is just there and very run down and barricade themselves in there. And Buffy tells Cordelia to look for weapons and Cordelia comes back with a spatula and she's like, there was only this and a phone. And Buffy's like, a phone? And she's like, yeah, but this is better. And she is waving it about and then she's like, oh, right, phone. And Buffy is yep. able to get a call out to Giles, right? Like she, before it's cut off because the Germans are tracking them. But I love the old man. If I was designing or a Cordelia action figure, I would give her a spatula after this yep. because <laughs> she really sells the crap out of that spatula and gets all of whatever they paid in the props department for that spatula worth it. And so Cordelia and Buffy end up having a moment of connection where Cordelia is basically like, why does this matter to you? You're doing real things, important things, battling the forces of evil. And Buffy's like, but that's all I do. I don't get to have like an enjoyable, teen normal teenage life. She's like, I spent my year's allowance on this dress so that I could have this one normal night that, you know, where I could reclaim still being this other part of myself. And so Cordelia actually understands that, but is still competitive about wanting to, to win. And, but she does mention that she loves Xander because he grows on you like a chia pet. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, and everyone at home, when she says that, is just like, oh, oh. Yep. Cordelia. Yep. Um, and so with. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Kulak of the Mequot clan shows Come back quat. up. Come quat. Come quat. <laughs> Kulak of the Mequot clan. Come quat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come quat shows up um and then the uh the germans shoot a rocket launcher through or a, like a bomb or something through yeah. the the windows and and kumquat <laughs> kumquat and, and buffy see it land between them and they get up and buffy grabs uh cordelia and jumps through a window and the demon tries to jump through the other window, except that it's barricaded. And so he bounces off of it and he lands right next to the bomb or the grenade again. I guess it was a grenade. Yeah. And blows up in the cabin. It was a great campy moment, like when he lands there. Yep. Aww. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, so we now have, so the one guy's in a bear trap. Uh, Kumquat has exploded. So we have the yep. Germans, and we haven't seen the vampire. So we now flash to the library. Um, not and quite. Not uh, quite. I was going to say Jasmine. I almost said Jasmine got the message. Giles. Giles gets the message. But first, Mr. Trick goes to answer the door and gets dragged away by two police officers. And he is saying, does, do, does anybody have a warrant here? Like, he's playing up, I'm just, you know, I'm just a man. I'm just a black man being arrested by two officers with no warrant. And this but. fits in America today. And I was so sad when I was just like, 
yep, this could happen today. Yep, yep. just show up. And, although they probably would have come in guns ablazing. Blazing. Yeah. American today. But, they were um, looking so to take him alive, then get, though. Then we get to Giles being knocked unconscious. He's listen, listen to the, the voice, realize something has happened. But then we see him unconscious because uh, the Gorches, the married Gorch couple, know that Buffy is going to come defend her watcher. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, Which is, I'm surprised. Lyle actually had a plan. Like, Yep. Yeah. Um, he wasn't, I guess, the dumb one completely. <laughs> yep. So um, when, so Buffy and Faith do make their way through the woods. They're making their way towards the library. The vampire was completely correct. That's where she's going. So they get into the library. They have like, you know, some dirt and whatnot on them. And they come face to face with the vamps. Buffy starts fighting um, the wife and she slays her with the spatula. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. I wouldn't think that a spatula would have a wooden handle, but it's from a cabin in the woods, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Lyle goes ape after this and knocks Buffy out, and Cordelia gives this fantastic speech at this moment. She just summons all of her queen um, Cordelia self as just like, because they, they don't realize that she's not a slayer. And he mm-hmm. gives him the speech about like, when it comes down to it, Buffy's just the runner up. What do you think's going to do if you make me mad? And he scampers off. And like Giles is coming to at this moment, as is um, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they're sitting down and they... Giles makes some comment like, oh, nice corsages or something like that. And it's like, oh, they were in the limos. He's like, huh, funny. I don't remember them saying anything about that. And that's when Buffy realizes that's how they've been tracking them. Yep. Um, So she gets some, she wants some wet toilet paper. (laughs) Wants some wet toilet paper. But she does. Like she separates the two brothers. One goes after her, one of them. And then she uses the trackers to uh, basically like, you know, get them to target each other, mm-hmm. um, and they shoot, and they end up killing each other. And, um, and meanwhile, old man thinks that he's won Slayer Fest. He's like, "I did it! I won!" Um, mm-hmm. And then we see the policeman bringing Mister Trick to the mayor, and um, the mayor like starts off by saying, "You know, like I know that you're not a man," and he, he says, "You know, because." Trick says the clothes make the man with his fun suit. Yeah. Says, You're not a man. Um, and then he, Mr. Trick basically says, you know, if you're telling me that I don't fit into your nice, read white neighborhood, mm-hmm. that got old before I turned into a vampire. Like, yeah. I, I love over that. Yeah. Mm hmm. And, um, but no, the mayor's like, actually, I want to uh, bring you on to my team. Um, mm-hmm. I really, you were very innovative. I really appreciated it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me offer you a job. And meanwhile, it's like, what if I don't want to be part of your team? And 
the mayor's like, that's not going to be a problem. Because I'm pretty sure his other choice is death. So, Mm -hmm. um, at that point, we boop back over to um, the announcement for Homecoming Queen. And for whatever reason, um, what's-his-face from um, the Dingoes is announcing it. Like, not Snyder. But you think... You would think, like, Snyder or, like, an officiant would... Because they would be up for um, Homecoming King, like, anyone on that stage. Didn't Dylan graduate the previous year? Oz would be up for Homecoming King. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I think they were just playing the gig, and they were like, okay, whoever... Like, if it was, like, if it was a DJ, the DJ would have been the announcer or something, but... Maybe, but anyways, Dylan is the one who's reading it off, and um, Buffy and Cordelia show up all bedraggled and muddy, and... um, What the hell did you guys do to each other? Yep. Um, And then here for the first time ever, by the way, I keep saying Dylan, it's Devin, isn't it? it I think so. I think it's Devin. Um, He's like, we've got a tie for the first time ever. And like Buffy and Cordelia are like, oh, it's hot, both of us. But nope, nope, it wasn't. It wasn't either of them. It the was Michelle guys. Blake and Holly Carlson who, you know, are making their emotional speeches. And Buffy and Cordelia are just like, eff it. <laughs> like, I swear, done. I wasn't going to cry. Yep. But this is our first introduction to Mayor Wilkins, who is our big bad. He is oh, yeah. this season's big bad and we've heard so much about him i'm sorry what we've heard so much about him in other episodes like snyder yeah snyder's been bringing him up a lot and like is afraid of him and you know it was also a nice little tie-in that they do with lyle gorch um there um it was this this is definitely an arc episode because so much important stuff happens here. Trick coming on to the mayor's team, us meeting the mayor, like stuff like that, like big moments. I mean, also getting rid of, oh, I was going to say also getting rid of the Scott-Buffy uh, relationship. Yeah, yeah, because this is the last time we really see Scott. Um, but I was going to say, like, the mayor says, this is a big year for me. Mm-hmm. and you know it's like election year no it's not election year it's something else so mm-hmm. we've been alluding to this mm-hmm. which brings us to band candy everyone's favorite i really i really want to say like you know we had a pretty quick introduction for faith hope and trick we get trick right um and Scott, basically, at that point. Like, we get Scott, and then we get Faith, and then we have another episode of Beauty and the Beast, and then Scott bows out. Well, no, he's in this episode real quick. Or no, no, just when Mm -hmm. she's campaigning, you're right. Yep. And and then, you know, but so so Scott was only really there for three episodes. Mm -hmm. And, like, he was the romance, but he's gone. But Mr. Trick has gone, you know, like he's, and so, and Faith in only three episodes is deeply embedded. So, 
Although she's um, not in this episode at all. No, but but um, I'm gonna say that I do feel like you know the there's just a lot of stuff ha- like you know a lot of plot happening very fast. Very fast. Season three is there is so much that happens in this season, like. Sometimes I forget that it is only one season because it, mm. it's a lot. I mean, a lot of stuff happened last season, but like it, it didn't feel like more than one season to me, at least. Whereas this one, it's a lot, which I guess, you know, your senior year of high school probably feels the same as well, just not so life or death. Um, but I have some interesting facts about this episode. How do you? Oh, yes. Um, so after Joyce's funeral um, in forever, um, Giles drinks and listens to um, the song he played for um, Joyce in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. And also, according to the Sunnydale High yearbook um, novel, the chocolate sale earns the band $600,000. <laughs> Which is a lot of, ca- like, and you can see that those things are addictive. Like, people are just like, <laughs> yeah. um, and also um, the actress who plays Joyce, Kristen Sutherland, has named Band Candy as one of her all-time favorite episodes. Well, yeah, she's got the, uh, the, the Juice Newton jacket mm-hmm. and the handcuffs oh, and then yeah. the Joker necklace. Um, and I think okay, that this so, is most Buffy fans, I think all of us pretty much so agree that this is one of everyone's favorite ep- episodes. I've never heard someone be like, eh, fan candy. Meh. Yeah. So we have uh, Buffy slaying and studying for the SATs with Giles, and she wants to keep, like, bowing out from studying for the SATs, and he won't let her. Um, he's, you know, and he's telling her, like, pay attention, because she's like, oh, B, B, we haven't had a B in a while, and he's like, it doesn't work that way, listen to the passage and answer the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, next day, uh, so then she, Buffy's telling Willow about her, her test-related nightmare, mm-hmm. um, about, like, an unfilled answer bubble or partially-filled <laughs> answer bubble chasing her, and Willow's like, I hope that's not a prophecy dream. Yeah. <laughs> um... Because that is, like, Willow's worst nightmare, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the SAT demon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and at the mayor's office, um, Trick is there, and the mayor is explaining, like, I have something big. I need you to do this for me. I keep my campaign promises. And mm-hmm. he's saying, like, Trick's like, I got a guy who can handle this. I got a guy who knows a guy. Um, Who's worked this town before. before. And this is going to be such a fun episode because of who that person is. Um, But so we pop back into Sunnydale High and Oz says he's going to help Buffy with studying for the SATs um, because he did so well on them surprise Mm -hmm. and willow is bragging about how well oz did on them and everyone's like we know (laughs) um and uh, then snyder hands them candy and tells them that they have to sell it for the band 40 of them and 
I mean, I like that they address the fact that like, no, like it is unusual for people outside of the band to have to raise money for the band. Um, Mm -hmm. because that would have been a sticking point with literally everybody else. Um, so, um, Buffy unloads 20 of her chocolate bars on her mother and her mom's like, look, I don't want, cause Buffy's also trying to get her mom to let her drive. And yep. this will be, this is an ongoing thing. We've heard it before. It's going to continue. And Joyce is like, absolutely not. They wouldn't even let you like, once you took the written, they wouldn't even let you do the practice in the car. No. Um, and then she also makes the point that she doesn't want Buffy, you know, she doesn't know where she is all the time now. She doesn't want to worry about her like halfway on the way to Chicago. And Buffy gets really mm-hmm. upset, like saying, like, you know, I'm not going to do that. And you and Giles are running me ragged. And then she has to go see Giles and forces 20 candy bars on him as well. Yep. It's I also my I want to point out, she's now a senior in high school. If they expect her to go off to college next year, being able to drive would be a beneficial skill for her to have. Like, mm-hmm. so. Al- although, as we see with Buffy's driving, none of us want her to drive ever again. <laughs> but her more lessons in driver's ed <laughs> would be a beneficial skill. Oh, she um, took driver's ed she said that's the best part this is how she's driving after driver's ed which is scary <laughs> um at least she has lightning fast reflexes but um this so when uh buffy goes to see giles this is one of my favorite training sequences they ever do where he puts the blindfold on her and gives her the dodgeball and uh-huh. and then he she bounces it off a wall and it hits him in the head and he just goes ow Mm-hmm. Um, and Buffy skips out on Giles then after, you know, again, pawning off 20 more of those chocolate bars because she's going to go see Angel. She has to pick up the blood and deliver it to him. Um, mm-hmm. but she's playing her, oh, not her parents, uh, her watcher and her mother against each other. So you were very close there because that's how it, that's that dynamic. She's playing yeah. parents against each other. hundred percent. And that's, you know, it's not uncommon for children of um, divorced parents to do something like that. Not everyone does that. I certainly didn't because I would have had nothing to gain. Um, they're both dead now. So it's not like if I, if I had done that, I would just say it. <laughs> I would get no trouble. <laughs> but um, so when when Buffy goes to see Angel, he's doing like the martial arts stuff, which remind me heavily of um, the Highlander and just scenes from the Highlander um, from earlier is, in the nineties. Is he's it not Tai Chi? I think Tai Chi. That's what I wrote. But he also not not Taekwondo, which is what Snyder took at the Y. Which is what he took at the Y. <laughs> Um, but Angel, I don't think David Boreanaz has ever done Taekwondo in real life. Just watch it. Cause like, again, Tai Chi you mean? Yeah. Tai Chi. Sorry. Um, watching, um, someone who has actually done martial arts 
and then is in the Highlander and watching how he moves and like how his hands specifically are versus David Boreanaz. I was like, I, I think this is new for you, sir. Um, but, but I love supposed to be weak. He's supposed to be weak. True. And, and I love Lizzie. And I love how Buffy's like, I didn't know you could do that. Um, and David Boreanaz is like, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. It was like, new for me too. <laughs> um, but they're so, saying that soon he's not going to need her help. He's getting stronger. Yeah. He asks her about Scott and she kind of dodges and doesn't tell him that they're broken up. She starts mm -hmm. to and then she stops. And she gets home and she sees her mom and she's like, oh yeah, sorry, I'm late. It was Giles. And then Giles steps out from behind and they, they start laying into her very parenty. But you see Joyce is chewing on a chocolate bar and then she passes one to Giles. And Giles is like, oh yes, thank you. Like, <laughs> so they're already a few candy bars in at this point. Um, and when they're having the conversation with her about how, you know, she's not allowed to play them off against each other, Giles then says, okay, well, let's not freak out. Freak let's out. not have a freak out. <laughs> just go to bed. Like, just go to bed. And, and then they continue to eat candy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, like, even the way Giles is sitting is different. Mm-hmm. Like yep. how he sit, like his legs are so far apart that he's man, uh, he's man yeah, he's man, man spreading, and that's just not something Giles would do now. He he's uh -huh. more proper and British, and legs closer together. And like he takes off his glasses at this point, and he doesn't immediately put them back on. Yep. <laughs> like, he just, and he's not like, cleaning he them. Because, he's not cleaning them, so he hasn't hurt anyone. But <laughs> yep. Um, and then we see Ethan Rain. He's who's been brought in to bring the not fun to Sunnydale. Um, and he's hawking candy. He has this whole candy operation. Um, so anyone who had questions before about why are these people, you know, shoving candy in nobody no and unless you're a child on halloween is sitting there eating candy bar after candy bar like that it's nuts like do you there they probably had at least four candy bars do you sit there and do that jasmine <laughs> <laughs> full-size ones maybe <laughs> Oh my God, my tummy would explode. So we didn't have band, well we did, but we also, for the drama club, would have the- um, Oh, I meant adults. I meant adults. As a kid, I was like putting away those Gertrude Hawk things like crazy. Gertrude Hawk candy bars, and we sold them for a dollar a piece. And I think mm. we got them for like 25 cents a piece or something, or 50 cents a piece. And then we, you know, had, it's a fundraiser. Um, I would easily like put down a fiver every single oh. day buying those and eating them. But there were days like where my mom would too. She'd be like, "Do you have any of the the peanut butter?" Or the, I was gonna say the peanut butter ones. Well, those are healthy for you. There's peanut butter. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I still have dreams about grocery hot chocolates. They're the smidgens. Those Note to self in Jasmine's Christmas stocking. <laughs> um, yeah. So in high school, I want to say any like I, I I can't do that anymore. Like I cannot put away chocolate bars like that anymore because I'm old. Well, okay, so I I now take steroids. My body doesn't produce steroids on its own, and so I have to take them um, daily to be alive. It's kind of like kind of like diabetes, but with you know cortisol instead. Um, and cortisol affects the ghrelin receptors in your brain, which is what tells you that you're hungry, um, and also tells you when you are not hungry. And my receptors are constantly being activated, saying I'm hungry and never saying that I'm not hungry. So if you put tasty things in front of me, uh, I will eat until my stomach hurts and still be like, I'm hungry, I want to eat more. And um, because I don't have the receptor saying, you're, you're full now, stop. So as long as there is tasty to be had, there is tasty to be eaten. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what I'm gonna blame it on. <laughs> there you go yeah no like if i if i was acting how joyous and giles are i would have liquid butt like that's just uh -huh. what would happen my day <laughs> would be done which i mean also if that's what ethan rain was going for that could work too if everyone's stuck to a toilet they're not gonna notice no one's gonna notice babies disappearing <laughs> either way <laughs> when we they could have just as easily given everyone like the stomach flu <laughs> yep but it wouldn't have been as funny <laughs> yep um so then the next day they're in study hall and xander and willow with their special music are playing weird sneaker footsie with each other um while cordelia and buffy are sitting next to each other and um, griping, and then we see Snyder chewing on a candy bar saying, dumb librarian didn't show up, you take his class. You know, you do it, I wanna do it, you do it. Um, which, so two weird things there. Giles hasn't shown up, which is weird. And two, Snyder is like, I don't wanna do it, you do it. Which mm -hmm. sounds like something that would happen in his head. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and so, you know, we are seeing, and then, so the teacher, the older teacher, Miss Barton, I wonder, there are, are there no diabetics in Sunnydale? I guess, like, you know, if you're living on the hell mouth, you, that, that's the trade-off. You'll die early, but not from the diabetes. Not from diabetes. Um, because, like, every, every, every adult is just munching away in candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... But yeah, so she, you know, the, the teacher takes over is basically like, um, what was her name? Miss Barton. Miss Barton. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Miss, yeah, Miss Barton. And she's like, let's wait until Commandant Snyder leaves and then we're all out of here. Um, and they all and, like, look at each other. Yep. Um, Buffy goes to check in on Giles to make sure he's okay. And her mom's there. And they're saying, oh, well, we're making a schedule for you. And then Buffy's mom is like, here, take the car. And Buffy's just so excited 
to take the car that she doesn't really clock what else is going on with her mom and Giles. <laughs> Giles plays it off pretty well. Like, mm -hmm. you get, and I'm sure, like, as Ripper, he was probably doing a fair amount of that, like, lying like that to whomever. Um, so I think he has a lot of experience. Joyce is the one who, like, gives it up when she's like, take the car, go, go. Um, but when, when Buffy runs out and Joyce is like, do you think she bought it? And then you see Giles get all ripperish. Question. If this was not the nineties and not a show for teenagers, do you think it'd be cigarettes they were smoking or the Mary Jane? <laughs> I think it's, it would be the Mary Jane. <laughs> Which I think Miss Barton was on. Oh yeah, the hippie Miss Barton. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see her so as a flower child. Like even now, like with that hair down, you stick some flowers in it, and she's in the woods. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're still eating um, candy too. Um, but eating then, candy and drinking Kahlua. Yeah, which I mean. Again, my stomach hurts. <laughs> um, so then Buffy goes, like any teenager, and picks up her best friend, Willow. And uh -huh. Willow is terrified. Because <laughs> Buffy is a terrible driver. And she's like, do you know you're driving with the parking brake on? I've also been that friend that's been driving with the parking brake on before in my mother's van. <laughs> yep. So, um, I, I've never driven with a parking brake on, although I know that like my brother has, we've called him out on that before, but he was driving, but he was driving someone else's car and like, you know, um, so we I, never I put the parking, that parking brake. Yep. And I lied. On in, in our garage, cause we were, we were kind of like, it was flat, but we had a lot of friends who would do street parking and if you're parking in an incline, you have to have your parking brake on. So um yeah that was a thing mm -hmm. but they go to the bronze and there are a lot of old people at the bronze uh, yeah oh, oh but uh joyce asks uh giles if they should go to the bronze and he's like nah that place is dead mm -hmm. and that's when we flash to the bronze and miss barton is there and she's like willow that's a tree you're a tree yeah. Yep. And she's not the only one that's acting like she's stoned, but like there's red solo cups of plenty. My favorite is when um Puffy's like, is there a doctor? And Will's like, I think that's my doctor. He's usually wearing a shirt. Yep. <laughs> um, although Devin Devin is excited by how much the uh the the old people seem to like their music. <laughs> yeah, they're really into them. And I'm sure Oz is like, mm, is this us or is this the hell no? But Snyder yep. shows up. <laughs> he immediately latches on to Buffy and Willow. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like, yay, yay, friends, which is interesting to me. I wonder if one of the reasons he is so hateful towards Buffy as an adult is because 
he was the outsider who wanted friends mm -hmm. and wanted to be part of the group. And so he sees Buffy having friends and feels excluded. Like, I think it's something like that. And like, he also knows that she's the slayer. Um, and I think he's basically supposed to hate her because of the mayor. But um, I, he hates her so much that like it's it's there has to be more to to it than that i so i would think that you're correct he has personal feelings against xander and willow and like the group mm -hmm. he has issues with the group and i think it's because he was an outsider who couldn't fit in who wanted to fit in and like and the scoobies are a band of misfits and so to be the person He's the Jonathan. Yeah. He's the, he was, he was the Jonathan and he won, and he was even rejected by the misfits and he is resentful of that. Mm-hmm. So um. they, they seem to realize that something is happening um, because they notice everybody's eating band candy um, and um, they're like, okay, well, we need to get to Giles. Giles is with their mom. And Oz is like, well, it shouldn't be a big deal. You know, Giles is still Giles, right? And they're like, nope. Oh. And, um, but, but Snyder's following them. He gets in the car too. And Buffy's like, okay, we got to take him with. And that, which is when Snyder, uses, he says, Buffy, you drive, is he Summers. Is he summer. Yeah. Summers. You drive like a spaz. Mm -hmm. Which in the United States at that time was just, you know, almost like a, almost like a synonym for klutz. But over in the UK, they actually had some issues with it because um, spaz is a derogatory term meaning spastic, mm -hmm. which they specifically used to describe a disabled person who most likely had cerebral palsy. Um, and, and people would oftentimes conflate having cerebral palsy and having motor dis, uh, disorders with being mentally deficient. And so it was just very, you know, very Which, rude. I had no idea about any of that until you had said that from the first time it was said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I'm alone in that. Like, I don't, it, it fell out of popular vernacular, but I, we were at such an age where I don't think, or at least I was, um, it, it never really came up as to why. To me, it was always just one of those things like tubular um, yeah. that, you know, went the way of how slang goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to find that out that tubular is a slur as well. Okay, this is completely, have you heard the saying, pull the other one, it has bells on it? No. <laughs> I've heard like pull the other one as in like pull my other leg. They're oh. not talking about legs, are they? Well, no, I think they are. And I okay. think the bells are testicles. <laughs> so I've heard, I've heard pull the other one, pull the other one, it has bells on it. Like, you know. And I was like, why, do, why would it have bells? And I'm like, because you're talking about legs. And so it was literally just last night that I was like, 
are the bell's testicles? <laughs> Can they say pull my other leg? <laughs> yeah. I think we've both just figured out that they're not talking about pulling an actual leg. <laughs> and I'm sure pull the other one is just pull the other one and it has bells on it is the shortened version of it. Because that's a mouthful to say. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I oftentimes will use phrases and never really think about how those phrases came to be or what they originally meant. Mm -hmm. and, and then every once in a while, something will dot on me, I'll be like, wait, wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I go to the internet. <laughs> oh, that's a dangerous game to play. <laughs> yep. All right, so back to Buffy. Mm -hmm. um, they are, you know, there's been a car accident. Buffy gets T-boned. It, it's fine. Buffy gets T-boned. Um, Mr. Trick is checking up on Ethan Rain, uh, tells someone, randomly calls out someone for, uh, sampling the product and kills them gruesomely. And Ethan's like, well, how, how did you know? And he's like, I didn't, but now I know no one else will. So that shows Trick's, you know, managerial style. Yeah. I mean, uh, while it's smart, it's also cruel <laughs> and unusual. Um, um, Joyce and, and Giles are out and about, and Joyce sees a jacket that she wants, and Giles smashes the window to get it for her, and a police officer shows up who has also been eating candy, mm -hmm. and um, has a gun. Giles, yep, has a gun, but Giles beats him unconscious, very Ripper style, like we see the Ripper attack, mm -hmm. and then he steals his gun and his handcuffs, and his cruiser, and he and Joyce start macking it on the hood of the car. And we and find Joyce out later all they do on the hood of that car. Uh-huh. Um, which I think partially also serves to, they had to do something at some point in Buffy with Giles and Joyce because they are the parental figures. However, it would have screwed up like storylines. So in something like this where they're not quite themselves and they do something, it's a way of like satisfying the fan base who is like, come on. Yep. Um, and Snyder and Buffy are going to the factory where the, the candy came from. Mm -hmm. Oz and Willow are going to look up information on cursed candy slash second childhoods yeah. um buffy sees her mom making out with giles and giles is like go away we're busy like that's why he said he mumbles that at her is he's making out their mom and like goes to hit her and she's like do you want to fight me or do you want to let me talk to your mother and he like does the like oh i should not fight the slayer and so he does the hand sweep to grab the cigarette behind his ear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and very, um, I'm, I'm cool. I'm not backing off of this fight. I just need to get my cigarette. And, and throughout this entire episode, I have to say, because like we see like people are like rioting at the candy factory, like taking some. And there's people fighting in the streets. And like there's a mailman just reading people's mail and like going. They had to employ every middle age actor in Hollywood 
for like as extras like anyone who worked as an extra they just showed up and were like get into this van guys you're going to the hell mouth um <laughs> and um ethan is also i think it was in the scene before this like when him and trick were wandering around that it's almost feeding time um he says so whatever is about to happen we know is coming quick um and buffy doesn't have time for like this nonsense and she tells her mom to go home and giles to go with her and neither one of them are listening to her and she has to make candy yeah so she has to make her way up through all these people um and fight her way there and then she winds up having to pull joyce up and ripper won't be left by himself and neither will snyder so she has a trail now of adult infants uh-huh and so she sees ethan rain ethan kind of gives the like oh hey move fast you might want to hurry on the phone to whoever he's with um he runs away we have another moment where buffy's supposed to be using her senses mm -hmm. and she does so she's using her senses to listen because she can't see ethan rain and she smashes through a box and she pulls him out and she and Giles just wants her to beat him. He's like, hit him, hit him, hit him. Because Giles knew him then too. Yep. Giles has had a long time of not liking Ethan Rain. And now he is Ripper. And we know that Ethan Rain is very afraid of Ripper. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure he's like, I'm sure seeing Buffy was scary, but then also seeing that Ripper he has does. been eating the candy. When he sees Buffy, he doesn't run. When he sees Ripper, he goes and, and, you know, meet meeps out of there. Mm -hmm. um, Buffy just wants some information from him. Ripper wants to just beat him for fun. Yep. Uh, so they find out that it is for Lurconis um, and that there needs to be a tribute. And so willow and cordelia and xander and oz research looking for the information there's another moment between xander and willow and the special music and and cordelia, cordelia says, asks want to switch do you want to swap yep do you want to swap and Willow thinks she means boyfriends but no she means books mm -hmm. um and so they find out that it's babies, that babies were the tribute. And they go to the hospital, and of course the nurse is like, I can't watch them every second, like it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. um, but then Giles remembers that there was a, um, a poem, and it was, Lurconis dwells beneath the city, filth to filth. And he was like, Lurconis means glutton, and he lives in the sewers, and Snyder's like, ew, you go to the sewers by yourself, and, you know, they start kind of like fighting with each other, but Buffy's like, I need you to grow up. Like, I need adults, I need help, or babies are gonna die. And um, yeah, <laughs> so then she goes. We Go missed ahead. one thing. So when Buffy is still getting, like when they're back at the factory with um, Ethan, um, and he, uh, when he is like giving up the information, and you know buffy has to beat him a little and giles gets so excited and he jumps up in the air yes um he at one buffy is relaying this information to 
um, the Scoobies, Ethan tries to attack Buffy, and Giles still has that gun on him and is like, mm mm. And at that moment, like, I have no doubt that he, like, would have killed him had he tried to hurt Buffy. Like, had he gone through with hurting Buffy, rather. Um, yeah. And so Buffy and- takes the gun from Giles, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, let's tie him up. And, and that's when, from her back of her jeans, Joyce reveals handcuffs. <laughs> and Buffy says, and Buffy- never tell me. <laughs> never tell so they go to the sewers, and uh, there are the vampires and Mr. Trick and the mayor. And um, when Buffy show Buffy shows up with Giles and Joyce, um, but Orconus is not showing up yet. It's still just the vampires and the babies and the chanting. As soon as Buffy shows up, uh, Mayor Wilkins pieces out he does not want the slayer to know that he's involved oh yeah and did you also notice though when he was before she gets there he calls into his like secretary or whatever and he's like i need a meeting i have some concerns about the sewer upkeep and he's like listing all these things i'm like you know i mean he's obviously really bad but i mean at least he is you know taking care of the city before he tries to destroy it later so yeah. yep um, I actually recently had posted a thing on like the, the next door social media thing mm-hmm. about a safety concern in my neighborhood and the mayor contacted me that very same day to talk about <laughs> the safety concern of like, the sewage system. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, I, sometimes elected officials get stuff done, but yeah. I think that's more for local government than in the <laughs> larger government. Yeah. But anyways, um, so um, Mr. Trick says he wants to fight Buffy. He's like, usually I have other people do my fighting for me, but I want to see what you've got. But then Giles comes over, and at this point, we've already seen one vampire get eaten by Lorconus, who is a giant snake. Hmm. Mm. A giant snake that the mayor pays tribute to. But um, the giant snake eats the vampire, And then when Giles goes to attack Mr. Trick, he ends up in the same feeding, like, tube or bath area. Mm -hmm. And Lorconis is coming out. And so Buffy, like, knocks Trick aside and um, grabs a pipe with gas, the exposed gas line that the mayor was concerned about, Mm -hmm. and, like, yanks it down and lights it on fire and kills Lorconis to save her watcher. Um, And Trick runs away, but he you know, gives a, a final quit before he goes that, As vamps you know, do. he, yep. Um, and so they rescue the babies mm-hmm. and, um, the mayor is discussing how this did not turn out the way he wanted, the way he planned. And Mr. Trick says, well, I thought I did you play a favor. Like you have one less demon to pay tribute to. And Mayor Wilkins is like, yeah, I guess. Don't do me any more favors. Like, he does, he does not like taking loopholes. Mm-hmm. Mayor Wilkins likes things done orderly. Um, so the next day, Snyder is not, you know, friendly anymore. He's back to Principal Snyder. And he has volunteered Willow, Oz, Xander, and Cordelia 
to clean up the mess of vandalism where Willow goes, kiss rocks? Who would want to kiss rocks? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh. And I love that, like, Snyder is just like, of course. Like, he's just, he's not phased at all by what Willow said. And I'm sure Oz is just like, oh. Yep. Um, And then Buffy is talking about how you know, she felt so alone and nothing made sense. And you think she's talking about the evil band candy night, but she's talking about the SATs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she says that maybe she'll die before going to college. And, you know, one can hope. Yep. Um, so then they meet up she's with Joyce. To, yeah, she's saying this to Giles. Yep. Um, they meet up with Joyce. And uh, Joyce says that she's letting Buffy pay off the broken car in the installment plan because you know forces of evil and all that and and you know buffy saved babies buffy recently saved babies so and buffy's like at least i got the two of you before you did anything and there's awkwardness and awkwardness and awkwardness and then they turn at the same time and exit the scene (laughs) no eye contact no nothing yep yep so uh, oh but the That's repercussions good. of band candy will stay around for a long, long time. Oh, Multiple yeah. Seasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then next week, we're going to have Revelations and Lover's Walk. And in theory, after we discuss that episode, I will shut up about it. But I make no promises, <laughs> listeners. I make none. <laughs> well, but. I'm As very excited for next week. Mm-hmm. As am I. <laughs> As as uh, always, thank you for Just Jocelyn. Yes, thank you for Just Jocelyn with us. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.